it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. This week we turn to the Eye to the Future project. You might remember that was a project that was started a couple of years ago by Blind Citizens Australia looking at employment for people who are blind or vision impaired. This week we speak with Nicole Willing who is the project manager for the Eye to the Future project and Cheryl Grayson, returning staff member to Blind Citizens Australia who's the project's admin assistant. Nicole, we'll start with you as the newest uh, member to Blind Citizens Australia. Tell us about yourself, your background and uh, your role with BCA. Um, I uh, joined BCA in early October as the role of um, project manager for the Eye to the Future project. Um, I've come from the aged care sector um, here in South Australia. I've been working for a very large um, not-for-profit organisation um, as in a role of their operations manager for their retirement and affordable housing communities and also been managing a lot of their large project work. Um, I've been with that organi- I had been with that organisation for 13 and a half years um, and um, decided because of my own uh, journey with vision loss that I wanted to um, expand my skills and experience um, out into, a, I guess, a, an area that was of interest to me that I was passionate about. And, um, and when I saw the Eye to the Future project, I thought, well, that looks absolutely perfect. So I, I was very, very pleased to be um, offered the role with Blind Citizens Australia. And we'll get into the Eye to the Future project. I think they're calling it 2.0 uh, in just a moment. But let's uh, turn to you, Cheryl. You've been involved with Blind Citizens Australia for a long time, including being on staff some years back. Tell us about that and about your background. Okay, so I started at BCA also in October to the Eye to the Future project. Um, I'm working as the project administration assistant. Um, And as you said, Vaughan, yes, I did work for BCA quite a few years back. It was in the 90s from 1993 to 2003. I initially worked with Bill Jolly as the CEO and then with Mary Ann Diamond as the CEO. So it's really nice to actually be back with BCA again. For the past eight and a half years, um, I've been working with AFTO, um, which is also a disabled people's organisation like BCA. And I worked as the PA to the CEO until, would have been until the end of 2018. And then for the last couple of years, I worked as the governance coordinator and I also managed AFTO's communications. I think that's really interesting that you're both coming to work on the eye to the future because that is about employment and uh, it is about uh, different experiences and bringing those experiences together. Now, if I remember last time we heard about the project in any great detail was uh, when it was announced that the symposium would have to be postponed owing to COVID lockdowns. That was sometime around the middle of last year. Nicole, perhaps as the, uh, the project manager, you could give us an update on where the project is at the moment and what you anticipate for the future. Yeah, sure, Vaughan. Um, they did do the first, well, um, Blind Citizens did do the first iteration of the project. I think it began in 2019 and unfortunately they didn't get too far before um, yeah, COVID quietened things down for them considerably. But luckily they've decided to give it a kickstart. Um, and where it's at at the moment is essentially just building the foundations for uh, what that project will launch um, to at the beginning of 2022. So Cheryl and I are 
are currently working with um, two other members of staff to, to, I guess, build the project team. We're in the process of recruiting three new project officers who will uh, be joining us in January next year. Um, and then the project will kick off in earnest in January. In the meantime, we're very busily working behind the scenes, um, getting our project planned together, working out our strategies and our approach and what that approach will look like uh, for how we apply the project of Eye to the Future throughout 2022 and the kinds of initiatives um, that we're planning to, to bring to um, the BCA members and the broader community. I guess employment is something I'm very passionate about. Um, what excites me about the project is that basically we're going to be working to change employer attitudes on employing people who are blind or vision impaired. And I believe that it's essential to actually change employer attitudes as it doesn't matter how, many, how experienced a person is or how skilled they are, if we don't have disability confident employers ready to go out and employ people who are blind or vision impaired, then basically people will continue experiencing barriers in finding and maintaining employment. Um, I know from myself, because I have a mental illness, that it's a, you know, disclosure is another thing that's really difficult when you're looking for a job. So, yeah, so I'm really excited about this project. And Nicole, you mentioned briefly that uh, you were going or undergoing a journey of vision loss yourself at the moment. Did you ever think when you were starting out your employment and, and looking for your first job or your first few jobs that um, employment with a disability had its pitfalls? And did you ever consider what those might be? No, I didn't, Vaughan. And, and probably the reason for that is that my um, fairly significant vision loss has, has started to affect me um, later in my life. So um, I have retinitis pigmentosa and I was diagnosed um, when, in my late 20s. It's only really been in the last five years that the impact of my vision loss um, has really started to get me thinking about employment and what options may have been available to me in the future. So going back to my early working career, it was never a consideration. What's been really interesting for me um, being a staff member on BCA is actually listening to some of the uh, comments and reading some of the feedback from people who are blind or vision impaired, um, some of the barriers that they have faced to employment. And I think that's enormously sad. Um, for me, it's all all about access and 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 being inclusive, and and I really hope that the Eye to the Future project has the ability to reach those potential employers, and to uh, to to educate them to um, you know bring in some of the skill and sometimes incredible experience and knowledge that people who are blind or have vision impairment can bring to an organisation. And I think there's a really strong message out there that I'm hoping that we're going to be able to deliver next year through this project. I realise that it's early days for, for both of you at the moment and, and in the next iteration of the project, but are you able to give us some idea of uh, what we can expect from the project in the next year or so? Yes, absolutely, Vaughan. And um, we've got a few things planned already, and obviously there'll be a lot more as well as the project, I guess, unfolds. Um, we're actually already um, looking for our first um, um, employee uh, for 
um, an organisation who've already reached out to us before the project's even really kick-started and said, look, we have a, a six-month internship, we'd, we'd love your help and assistance. So we're providing that now to this organisation and hopefully um, we've, we've put an ad out through the BCA membership and we're hopeful that we can um, find a successful candidate for that. So that would be uh, wonderful if we were able to start the project off on such a positive note. Next year, um, we're going to plan a series of roundtable um, discussion, a Zoom meetings, um, where we're going to invite prospective employers to join us in a series of, you know, you can't ask that type question and answer um, sessions. We're hoping to um, actually be able to have a face-to-face -face symposium um, in August uh, next year in Sydney, um, where we'd like to invite people to come along and learn a little bit more about the um, skills and experience and knowledge that people who are blind or vision impaired can bring to a workplace. Um, there will be some examples of assistive technology there where um, people can, can look and, and have, a, I guess, a better understanding of how assistive technology can help people in their work, um, along with some working guide dogs um, and some guest speakers. So that's, I guess, just a little idea of some of the things that we're planning through next year. Um, there'll be plenty more uh, to come once the project team really kicks off in earnest in January. And just to whet people's appetite, uh, just so they can get an idea of exactly why this is so important, there are uh, statistics going around about the significantly high number of people who are blind or vision impaired who are out of work. Do you know what those statistics are currently? I can't tell you off the top of my head, Vaughan, no. Um, I know that uh, Cheryl and I have been recently looking at some um, surveys that have been done that have come to us from Vision Australia. Cheryl, I'm, I'm not sure if there was any statistics in those readings from memory. No, not the actual statistics. I know overall with disability that um, I think that something like 53% of people are in the, um, with disability are in the workforce participate in the workforce compared to 83% of people without disability, which shows mm. that there's a big difference between um, the employment of people with disability and people without disability. But I can't remember the actual statistics. I'm not sure if I saw them in the recent weeks or not. Um, I think no matter what those statistics are, what those percentages are, they're too high. We need to do more work around this area to ensure that uh, that people are given a fair go and that employers understand the relevance and the need for employing people who are blind or vision impaired, particularly in areas where people with a disability um, are key stakeholders, such as uh, service provider organisations, um, disability advocacy organisations, other advocacy organisations which deal with disability issues and of course in the public service because uh, you know one in roughly one in five people has a disability and in some states particularly Tasmania where I live it's one in four so that's mm. a fairly significant minority. It, it is. It absolutely is um, and can I also just um, mention Vaughan as well um, that the Art of the Future website is back up and running um, and uh, on that, on the Art of the Future website, we have some um, really interesting video examples of uh, people who are blind or vision impaired using assistive technology and working in their current chosen field of of work. Um, and that that website will also um, provide some information, some resources, and some mentorship. Um, opportunities for people who are looking for work or people who are looking to employ um, 
people who are blind or vision impaired. So we will also be promoting that fairly heavily throughout next year as well. I know that AFTO and BCA um, both were working with government on the National Disability Employment Strategy. And I think one of the important things that government needs to look at is lifting employer engagement, capability and demand so that we're providing employers with the tools and abilities to confidently hire, support and develop more people with disability. Um, because as I said, you know, we can train up people with disability or people who are blind or vision impaired, but if the employers don't feel confident in employing people with disability, then it just doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I agree. And I also, I also was speaking to somebody who's blind um, the other day and he was telling me that he had tried um, to apply through the public service um, on one of their affirmative measure um, positions. And when he was going through the application process to apply for an affir affirmative measure position uh, as, as a person with a disability, um, he couldn't complete the application because the screen reader that he was using uh, wouldn't actually tick all the boxes um, to complete the application and therefore he got an immediate rejection letter. So, you know, if mm. those kinds of barriers that I guess where, um, you know, people may think that they're providing accessible options for people to, who are blind or vision impaired to actually apply for, for jobs, but in fact they're not. So there are some of the other things that I guess require some investigation um, and resolution as to, as to you know, how we can fix it to make these things accessible for people who are blind or vision impaired who want to work. And no doubt we'll be hearing from Nicole and Cheryl again in future programs. There's a few days left to get your application in for the CEO role of Blind Citizens Australia. If you'd like to find out more, have a look at the uh, website or just do a Google search for Blind Citizens Australia CEO. If you'd like to get in touch with BCA, you can call 1800 033 660. That number again, 1800 660. Or you can email bca at bca.org.au. bca at bca.org.au. If you're a member of Blind Citizens Australia, you'll note that there was an email sent out with updated information about the annual general meeting coming up on the 4th of December. If you'd like to register to attend, have a look at that email, or you can check the member update for more information or of course the BCA website. In the meantime, it's been a pleasure to have your company. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization of a dream. Of our dream.